This encore program for Fire on the Earth was chosen based on the request from many listeners. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. It's my great joy and delight to have back on the program my daughter, Rachel. Rachel works with Renewal Ministries and an outreach to 20 and 30-year-olds called ID. I'll let her explain that. Rachel's the youngest in our family, but the most special. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the youngest in our family. And uh, we have four children. We have Debbie and I have 10 grandchildren as well. But I just asked Rachel to come in and to be a part of the next couple of days of our time on the program here to just discuss some things that the Lord has been speaking to each of us about in terms of how much the Lord really does want us to know and to experience the delight that he has in us as his children. And that's something that can escape us and can be very difficult, but it's a critical piece to be able to bring about the joy in our soul and our heart that the Lord wants us to have and to the passion to know him and to live for him and to really believe the good that he has in store for us. So welcome, Rach. Thanks for having me. If my siblings are listening, they can just rewind to that beginning part where it says I'm the most special. Maybe just listen to that over and over again to get your day started. They, 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 just don't, they still don't get it, do they? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, happy to be here. Well, why don't you just first tell our listeners just a little bit about what you're doing in the yeah. ministry? Mm-hmm. So as you said, I work with ID, which is the Young Adult Outreach of Renal Ministries. ID stands for Intentional Disciples. And we work both here locally in Ann Arbor and then also across the United States, Canada, and now Australia as well to really help young adults not just put on Catholic events, but really to help Catholic young adults come into a deeper experience of intimacy with Jesus and community with one another and communities in the context of their city, in the context of their church, you know, wherever the Lord's particularly has particularly drawn them to really live community together on mission. So to not just have kind of a friend group or a group that, you know, does gets drinks every once in a while or a group that does talk series, but how do we really help young adults now in a post-Christian culture live a life together that's on fire, that's growing in relationship with each other, growing in relationship with the Lord, and that actually has a particular mission to seek and save the lost in their city. To say, who as a group now is God calling us to be present to. Maybe it's the people on our intramural soccer team. Maybe it's the, our coworkers at our work, but to really go deeper together. So we work with communities here in Ann Arbor and then around the country to do that. Um, and we start with, you know, five hungry people or 50 hungry people. So if you're hearing this and you're a hungry young adult and that's resonating with you and you want more of that, you can reach out to us at intentionaldisciples.com. Yeah. That's good. Good. And Rach, let's begin with just how would you describe some of the conversations we've been having in terms of the content and what you feel like the Lord's been just sharing with you. Yeah, so I feel, I mean, I feel like in a lot of ways there's there's almost different phases in our life with the Lord where he brings us into deeper understandings of things. And then you kind of look back at another phase and you're like, wow, like I feel like I know the Lord in such a deeper way now. Did I even really know it? You know, who did I think I knew before? You know, and of course the Lord loves those different stages and every sincere part of our relationship with him is is a value to him. But I really felt that for myself than the last six months regarding this topic of being brought deeper and deeper, not just into, you know, of how I can delight in the Lord and actually have an experience of delight in the Lord, but how that actually begins first and foremost every single day with receiving his delight 
and affection for me, you know, and really continuing to have the experience, I think particularly as Catholics, of moving from we have conviction and we know the reality of who Jesus is and we believe it all and we believe the truth, but the Lord actually wanting to bring us deeper, much, much further past a duty-based discipleship to a discipleship that's actually extremely enjoyable, even in the midst of suffering. You know, not enjoyable in terms of like, this is the most fun thing ever, but really and enjoying God in the midst of whatever's happening with us to actually be a longstanding, you know, love-filled relationship with him, you know, and that's really, I think, what's going to withstand all the things that are happening in the culture right now, you know, all the opposition and stuff. So just continuing to move from, I think the way that the Lord's put it with me is a discipleship where I'm carrying a heavy yoke where I like believe who Jesus is and I believe the reality of what God's revealed and the truth and I'm fighting for it in my own life and all that stuff. But a discipleship with a heavy yoke to a discipleship of knowing really who Jesus is and the Father is and knowing that the Father delights in me really leads to a light burden, you Mm -hmm. know, of what Jesus talks about. And so really understanding how does the Father see me and actually living out of that is a much more joyful, light yoke of life and walking with him. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very common, not that people, we choose it, but we end up getting into the rut of our relationship with God, that it's based on performance Mm -hmm. or it gets reduced to kind of moral striving and looking at the Lord's call to us on like ethical terms and behavioral terms primarily. Mm -hmm. And we never get to the heart, deep to the heart of what um, Jesus is actually communicating to us because he came and he modeled for us. He revealed the Father. Jesus was the one who revealed the Father. And then Jesus revealed the nature of his relationship with the Father mm-hmm. and how much he delights in the Father and the Father delights in him. Yeah. And we're seeing in Jesus, you know, the second Adam, the head of this new race of people that he's come to redeem and to heal and to transform. And what he has, he wants to give to us. Mm-hmm. And he gives us his relationship with the Father. And that means he really wants us to be able to come into the freedom and the experience and the awareness, this is where the Holy Spirit helps us, the awareness of knowing the love of the Father Mm -hmm. and the love of our Lord the way they love each other. So Mm -hmm. we've talked about this many times. You know, John's Gospel, Jesus says, you know, as the Father loves me, so I love you. Mm -hmm. Okay, those are words we've all heard many, many times. Oh, that's great. That's great. But as the Father loves me, so I love you. And then in John 17, he says, as the Father loves me, so he loves you. Mm-hmm. So as a friend of ours described it, you know, how does God love us? He loves us the way God loves God. Right. And and he's bringing us into the fiery love between the Father and the Son. So the moral striving misses this, mm-hmm. and then we get drained, as you're saying. We can get in difficult, because we have all these other kinds of emotions in us mm-hmm. where the devil's trying to get our attention as well. I mean, that's a big part of what we've talked about, too. Yeah. And it's almost like we know because of the way we've been formed and even our own experiences of having extremely authentic experiences of the love of God and the love of Jesus, we know and we see, we can get a level of, even if it's mysterious understanding of, okay, there's this very special beautiful relationship, you know, between the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the love between that, and I know that somehow I have access to it, but we we never really can end up stepping into the access. Like, it can be a beautiful thing that we marvel at from far away, but then getting into the nitty-gritty of really like, no, this is actually the core center of the spiritual life, not behaving properly, 
but actually my behavior begins to change when I'm actually living out of like what Jesus came to do is to give me not just viewing access to the love between the Father and the Son, but actually that I'm meant to enter into that. And as you're saying, to marvel at through the Holy Spirit, like God now loves me as God loves God, you know, and a couple, maybe like a month ago now, I was sitting in the Adoration Chapel and I was going through this passage. And again, this is one that we've heard a million times. And I was like, you know what, I'm really going to stop and go through like, how does God love God? How does, okay, starting with that first passage in in John 15, as the Father's loved me, so I have loved you. Okay, how does the Father love Jesus? You know, and was just going through scripture and even listing out, starting with Jesus' baptism, you know, like he's pleased with Jesus. You know, like what are his expressions of love to Jesus? He's pleased with Jesus. He gives him a mission. He trusts him, you know. He delights in him. Even just thinking about a father, like he probably, in an earthly analogy, you know, if the father had friends up in heaven, he probably talks about, he probably brags on his son to his friends, you know. So he just thinking about these different things of what makes me feel loved and trusted and how did the father relate to the son and in Jesus that's how the father relates to us so to think about like it's totally different to start my day thinking like oh like I really messed up yesterday and I gotta I gotta have a really good day to kind of like prove to God that I'm good and I can do it versus you know no like I, I I came to the Lord I repented of my sin he's washed me clean and I'm starting my day now God the father he delights in me and he mm-hmm. trusts me and he actually likes me mm-hmm. as a person. You know, like he thinks I'm funny. He thinks mm-hmm. I, you know, he think he likes who he sees, you know, and he's, it's enjoyable for him to spend time with me. Yeah. All of the things that he takes pleasure in with Jesus, he takes pleasure in with us and getting specific about it was really transforming for me because even the way we think of love, we're just like, Oh yeah, the father loves us. You know, and it's such a general term. But to think about it and experience it in those particularities of relationship was so powerful for me. And then I began to pray, Father, let me experience, like in my day today, how you love, that you love me the way you love Jesus. Let me experience that you desire me. Let me experience that you trust me. And then immediately my brain was like, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, because I had this natural doubt in myself that like, I couldn't have that level of intimacy and access to God, you know, but then that's the accuser. So to be specific in our lives about what does it mean for God to love God, you know, because that can be such a lofty thing that we don't actually let ourselves have access to. Yeah. And the, as you're speaking, I said the baptism of Jesus, where the father declares, this is my beloved son. He's my beloved and I'm pleased with him. And instantly we can think a couple of things. Well, that, yeah, because his behavior is good. That's why, right. Mm-hmm. Or that, and of course God is pleased with him because he's perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're so far from that. Mm-hmm. And so in an instant, when we start thinking about it, the devil comes to steal it. Yeah. You know, and he just comes to steal the truth. Mm-hmm. And then what we see in that is how much of the battle for this laying hold of this, being able to receive the actual way in which the Lord looks at us, how he feels towards us mm-hmm. and what he's after, how quickly the enemy comes to steal it and how easily we agree with him. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that, that's a, the big battles in the mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even to a distinguisher, because even, you know, as Catholics, we're so familiar sometimes with the, you know, the definition of love of choosing, willing the good for the other. You know, we hear you don't have to like them, but you do have to love them, you know, about your siblings or different people in your life that great on you. And so I think sometimes we apply that we internalize 
we all have a level of like self-hatred that we've internalized, maybe because of what we've done or because of, you know, different things that is expressed in different ways in our life. And then we can project that on God and we almost project that sentiment on him of like, well, he has to love me, but he doesn't have to like me. You know, like he loves me, but he doesn't like me. And I think a huge burden that people, a lot of people that I carried for so much of my life of discipleship was like, walking with a God who I knew loved me, but I didn't think liked me, you know, and Mm -hmm. it sounds so simple and almost like trivial, but I think that's a yoke that the father wants to break in a lot of people, maybe because of their experience with their own father or whatever it is to, to really actually the power that's in coming to a place of agreement of saying, God not only loves me because he's God and he has to love me because we can put many excuses on that, but like to actually, wherever you're listening to this in your car or in your room or whatever, like God actually likes you. Mm-hmm. You know, like the father actually likes who you are. He created you. He created your personality. He created, you know, all of these things about you. He likes you and he enjoys you, you know, and he look. that's what he sees when he looks at you. And maybe I think even more sometimes for than being loved by God, because we just hear it so much. I think a huge area for freedom for a lot of people is really receiving that they're liked by God. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this kind of, I think, opening up the meaning of love a little bit more mm-hmm. from from God's perspective, that he delight and joy. These are things that are part of God's enjoyment or, you know, the part of his love toward mm-hmm. us. And that it's the mission of the Holy Spirit to help us get from here to there. Right. The Holy yeah. Spirit. And so we'll talk about that tomorrow as well. And friends, let's just pray for each other today, friends, that we can just receive the love of God for us and to know in our soul the joy that he takes in each and every one of us. God bless you. Have a good day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus, a fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.